Hello, and welcome to AdLib Heroes. My name is Joey, and I'm a lifelong game master and writer. At our table today is... Hi, I'm TJ, and I play Kirith Odell. Hi, I'm Riley, and I play G- Grimlock Seaspray. Hi, I'm Bev, and I play Olivia Fortier. Let's get back to the story. Last time on AdLib Heroes, Kirith, Olivia, and Grimlock agreed to help Asher Bellhammer, a dwarf from Grimlock's order, protect the village of Ferrisburg from bandit raids. Sarah, one of the villagers, knew where the bandits were hiding, an abandoned dwarf fortress. They went to check it out and found Emil Berger, the spymaster from Abelant, was working with the bandits. They snuck off before he could see them and are headed back to Ferrisburg to plan their next move. So are we, we're still in the tunnel. We haven't gotten out to Sarah yet. Uh, So there is nothing that stops you in the tunnel. You're able to make it out through these long, wide dwarven hallways back out to where Sarah is keeping watch for you. Right before we get out, I'll just grab both of them by the arm. Should we, should we tell them the truth? I, I need some time to think about it. I, I have ideas, but they're not. We'll talk about it when we get, or I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. We, we will need, I think we need to decide whether, uh, not at this second, but who knows how much. Yeah. Is an important factor here. Mm. There he's, is one thing I want to do. Um, Grimlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Take this 20 gold. You and Asher can return it to the villagers from your order, the Crucible. I don't want them seeing the Comptus as the only hero in their lives. So I'll just pull out 20 gold and hand it over to Grimlock. Just palm and shove it in the room. Okay. Okay. What are we going to tell Sarah then for right now? They're holed up in there. Yeah, that, that they're there and there's more than we, we thought. Should, we should and take. And we'll yeah. get back and start strategizing. Okay. All right, so you meet Sarah in the trees just outside of the Dwarven Fortress. Uh, she is staying low and staying hidden, but because you know exactly where you are, you're able to catch her eye, and she waits until you indicate it's safe to come out. And she says, are, are we good here? mean good uh we're safe for right now but we should head back to the town okay so she starts leading the way but uh if kirith with his dark vision wanted to take over again she's she's a human leading by starlight yeah i can now that i've been here and i know where we're going so yeah you get back to the village after about 20 minutes with kirith leading and i'll uh She's a hunter. I'll ask if she has any spare bowstrings, and I'll buy one off of her. <laughs> so, yeah, she sells you one for three copper. Cool. Easy. And it is, like, 2 a.m. We already had set up camp, right? Yeah, and there's some of the guards you hired who are on duty watching on the road, and uh, 
one of them is grumbling because he is a half elf guard and he's like making the guys with dark vision work at night. God damn it. I I need some rest. I'm Yeah. You two get some sleep. I'll we can come up with a plan in the morning. So you guys are all able to get in a long rest? Getting all my spells back. What does that do for health? Uh, you get back all your health and half your hit dice. Half your spent. Like if you spent hit dice on a short rest. Mm. But It's not half you spent, it's half your level. Oh. Okay. Um, I don't think we short rested, but I get all. No. We have not short rested since that two weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have. It's just it gave you no mechanical benefit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in the morning, I'd, I'd like to just go and find Bellhammer straight ahead. Straight ahead. Okay. So, yeah, you find him, and he is uh, working with uh, the local blacksmith, who is a female lizard folk. She's the reason that the villagers here have these spears and spiked shields. Mm. She's making them out of just scrap, but the quality that comes out of it, lizard folk are naturally good at making these kind of very basic weapons. So she's got most of the villagers half-armed out of old rusted farm implements into functioning weapons. <laughs> That's really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, See, and I just thought that all of the crucible had to have a, a trade. So I assume <laughs> that Asher was a, a weaponsmith, even though he's a monk. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Yithlos who is doing all the work here. <laughs> is that is that racist? All dwarves are smiths? <laughs> I mean... Well, Yithlos. Yes, that's racist. But, but like we are all, all industrious. Let's and I think mechanically they all get a proficiency and one of the common ones is like, I think it's smiths, brewers. So it's not our fault, it's Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Mechanical racism. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You get that, I just naturally know how to use a longbow. <laughs> <laughs> but Asher is also a weaponsmith. So he's giving her hand. <laughs> No, it is not Asher, though it could be. When you guys get up, I've already like finished my trance and everything, and I'm just like pacing back and forth mm. through the camp, and like I get, I assume you get up and you go find Asher. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as you as you come in, Asher is working the bellows, and then he waves you over and over the like between the hammer blows of the lizard folk. He says, uh, "This is Yithlos. She's helping make sure that the people can protect themselves as best they can." It's truly. Truly impressive work. Uh, Thank you. I, um, where, where did you, where did you study? With my tribe. Usually I would make this out of the bones of the fallen. I guess they're in short supply. They took all the food. That's so metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, Most of the food is vegetable here. Yeah. Vegetable bones don't, uh... (laughs) Is wood a vegetable bone? It makes a good spear. (laughs) Like, technically, probably, yeah. So, there are good vegetable bones if you know where to look. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. Um, uh, I am actually specifically here for, uh, to speak to Bellhammer, though. The, uh... I'm gonna have to give you your coin back. It's no, they uh, there's been a turn of events, and uh, 
so the you're taking the mercenaries away? No, they'll stay. Uh, oh, oh, you're basically paying for them for us. Yeah, the um, you know they've been through enough. It's a we've been very fortuitous lately, so it's. Hey, man, Sensei would be proud. Sensei always said he's proud of me. <laughs> yeah, but this time he'd mean it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of like with the scathing tone. Yeah. <laughs> nice punch. Nice yeah. punch, Grimlock. I'm proud of you. Uh, maybe one day he'll be able to best a duck in combat. <laughs> they always valued strength. I didn't get him. Um, but yeah, uh, if you could yeah, redistribute I'll, it. Yeah, I'll right. give it back to the headmaster and have him. Perfect. Yeah, uh, the night watch. The night watch went okay. Uh, yeah, no one showed up, but we aren't expecting him to come till tonight. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, we'll have to brace ourselves. It'll be a long night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking we should set it up as an ambush just in case. Totally. Yeah, they, especially if they don't know that reinforcements have arrived we can really catch them with their pants down yeah instead of like having the watch up the road have someone laying in the shadows to signal us but have the the mercenaries hiding inside the houses to jump out on the bandits through the video i'm going to go and find my crew see what we're doing today okay excellent uh i'll i'll be here with the and he goes back to the bellows So, yeah, if I've just woke up, I'm probably, like, brushing out my very long hair, which is really wavy because it's almost always in braids, and kind of staring into the fire, slowly starting to, like, rebraid all the different braids I need to get all my hair up and off my shoulders and back. Also probably humming slightly. What kind? Like, happy humming? More like... Thoughtful, ponderous, so like. Slow and kind of sad, just trying to like piece together my personal principles with the things I'm currently witnessing. Right. Once she gets up and about, I'll just. Grimlock went off this morning to find Asher once he returns. I'll, I have a couple of ideas. You're not, I don't like either of them. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I won't like them, but you realize I, I like action. I like at least having a plan. Okay, so. you won't like one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Grimlock gets back, I, I too have had somewhat, I, last night I had a bit of a dream. And I'm not one to believe in prophecy or anything, but I think it's clarified some of my thoughts. And pop in, just kind of give my face or I'm just kind of exhausted. All right. Yeah, like that. <laughs> so I have two ideas. Mm-hmm. And I don't like either. One, we do what we came here to do. We defend the village against these bandits. 
we risk some of these mercenaries, some of the villagers' lives, even if we find a safe place to hold them up during the combat, there's still a risk there. Uh, I believe that between the three of us, uh, the amount of preparation that we have, 12 mercenaries, Grimlock, anyone else here look like some of these men at least know how to hold a spear. We can, we can do this. That doesn't solve the end problem. I have no idea how to solve that. The, some of these forces are just too large and too powerful for us, and they have too many backup plans. And My other idea, we, we were hired to keep these villagers safe and to stop the bandit attacks. We make peace. We send word that we know what they're up to, to Emil, and we don't care. Stop taking the food. The Comtesse can come in. She can take the land. In the end, no one else has to get hurt. And what does it matter to this, to this town who they pay their taxes to? then, sure, the Comtesse gets what she wants. Universal morality pays the cost, but we don't risk anyone's lives. It's honestly a good angle. The, uh, we'd have to you know, consult, the, consult the town, but... I have a third option. Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to hear it. That Temple of Triathion. We could send... Anybody that we don't trust, anybody who isn't basically, maybe the three of us, maybe Asher, send everyone there, have them camp and hole up for the night. It's a mix of the two plans. Meet, meet the bandits on the road and say, we know what you're doing, but do it as a secret night rendezvous. Allow them to say, the crucible Asher and, and Grimlock saved, saved the day, this, this monk, these two monks from... The mountains came down, saved this town, and the Comptus can ride in at the last moment and help too. It means we're complicit in some of these lies, but maybe we can create a better community for these villagers by connecting them to Triathion, connecting them to the Crucible. The thoughts that have been accumulating in my mind is I've always believed that the government was that lords and ladies actually cared about the people in their towns. But there are people who care about people. Asher didn't have to come here. Asher didn't have to come grab us. We need to find those good people and give them power, give them status, give them the ability to help people. Associating them with, with uh, bigger or organizations will you know, give them a little more weight to throw around so people will think twice before picking on them. It's not a bad idea. If we put them in contact with Jivik, 
they will have at least something of a backbone for the next time something like this happens. Like I said, I, and that could keep them safer. Would Asher stay? It, uh, Asher would stay until the, until the job's done. He's not going anywhere until he's fulfilled what he said that he would do. Hmm. So he won't like the idea of rolling over for this? Won't like it. Might be able to reason with him. Honestly, the idea makes me sick to my stomach, but... I'd rather... I also don't like the idea of some of them and possibly some of us dying. And also, though I... I've spent my whole life studying, trying to learn what's true. Sometimes knowing the truth but having no power to change it is worse than not knowing the truth at all. From up on the road, the guards announce that someone's approaching from the east. They're going to come in from the east. That's where... This is the middle of the day. That's where Emil said that... That's where... Silver Cave told me Meal was, right? Oh, that was east of even yeah. even Avalon. Yeah. But Avalon is to the east. Okay. Yeah. So the the guards announce uh it's a Tabaxi runner. Could be Roxy. Probably coming to let us know that the Comtesses men are on their way. Which plan are we doing? One, two, or three? I'll go talk if to I him. Have, if I have... You know, a month ago, I would have said roll over for them. Just do what's easiest, keep everyone safe. If we can get anyone, everyone away from the village and away from the fight, even if we can't make the comp just suffer, I think we, meet, we need to make every single one of these motherfuckers pay. So a mix of... Three and one. Send people who can't fight to the Temple of Triathion. That's my vote, but I'll go with whatever you guys want. That's... Yeah, like them. It also allows us to watch them play their hand a little longer instead of playing ours so soon. Okay. I'll go chat. You guys coming? Yeah. Okay. I just finished, like, tucking my... Like, putting a, a ribbon in my hair and... Tightening my corset, Kay. getting ready for social battle. All right. So, yeah, Roxy comes up and she says, uh, I don't know if you remember me. We've oh, met hi, before, Roxy. Olivia. Yes, yeah. yes. You always seem to forget me. Oh, no. So <laughs> I thought I'd inter- I, j- I got back from Valines, and then the Comptes had me run here as quickly as I could. You sure got here fast. Yes, it, I'm a very fast runner. Mm. So the Comptes is... Uh, organizing her troops to come help these people, but she has need of your help for something urgent. She has a package she needs the three of you to deliver to uh, Ralu, the capital. She will pay you 600 gold to take it there. Oh, um, I mean, if it's, if it's a package that needs to be delivered with all haste, I think you're probably the best to... Oh, yeah, you're going to get there way faster. Oh, I'm, I'm very fast, but she's worried that... Uh, Someone knows something they shouldn't know, and she wants to make sure the package is safely in the Ralu. Mm. Well, 
we've made a commitment here, and our word would be nothing to the comp desk if it meant nothing to these people, um, because mm. we have to keep our word. We're sure the attack is imminent, and I understand that it takes the comp desk some time to um, mobilize more men. Like, obviously, you can move very quickly, and we're able to get here in... Yeah, I'm the fastest. So, but if there's not going to be people here in the next like six hours, this town is going to be attacked and, and we need to do something about that. Okay, I will let the Comptess know. She'll have to find someone else to take that package. Mm-hmm. Again, if she can wait, we... No, the package is urgent. Okay. On the other hand, 600 gold is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just kind of... I will try to give a wink to Olivia. Just, I mean... We could... Do you have the package on you right now? Like, we would need to leave immediately? No, it's at the castle. You'd need to go there to get it. Mm. So it would be four hours to the castle. So if you went to even yeah. go get the package, you wouldn't be here when the attack is expected. Oh, yeah, that's not the plan at all. The mm-hmm. plan is to lie to Roxy right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh. I wasn't sure how deep your double cross was, so mm. I just want to make sure you're I'm aware. Just, I'm just bad at lying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, 600 is a lot, and we were planning on going to Relu anyways. We have set these guys up with some mercenaries. Asher is here. I would hate to disappoint my Comptess. Yes, I guess we'll... We'll go as quickly as, as possible back to Abelant to pick up this package. Okay, good. I'll let her know you're on your way. Awesome. Do I need to... I'm not on my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, hmm. yeah, we should probably do your, your deception Seven. versus her insight. I was just going to have her believe you either way, but... oh. And sh- I have a one on her insight check, so she believes whatever you want. 17. So So what does Roxy believe? Because she has a one. Um, that the three of us are pulling out of this. and Yeah, that we're just so confident in, in that we believe so confidently that. Oh, or because Roxy was very heavily laying down the subtext that like she knows we know. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you're right. We'll We'll give up and we'll. Mm-hmm. The comp just can do whatever she wants with this town. Like, Yeah, that I trust Roxy enough and the comp just enough that even if she has an inkling that we know, it's, yeah, like, a okay, we will go and get a package. Like, yeah. I know the package. I know this is a diversion, but Fine. we'll do it anyway because you said to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know <laughs> that you know that I know that you know that. <laughs> Spycraft. We are in cahoots. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, Roxy goes back fully believing you're on board and that you are loyal to the Comptas first. Okay. Then when we head back, like once she's out of earshot. Okay. So now we have. I have cat ears. <laughs> <laughs> Farther. <laughs> <laughs> This is Grimlock Sea Spray. I'd like to thank Belrugath, our contributing artist. Check them out on their Bandcamp, Spotify, or your favorite streaming service. Hey, everybody. Cherry Boots here. Remember to rate and subscribe to this podcast so more people can find AdLib Heroes. 
Or maybe Reginald and I will find you. So, now we have to make it look like we're leaving. Only, I mean, if we think Roxy's still out there. Yes, I do. Well, do you have a way to track her location? I don't know all of your spell lists, but there's a possibility someone might have the type of divination spell you'd need at this level. I certainly don't have it prepared. Okay. I've prepared stuff. I've prepared a few things for a siege. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, can I cast look around? Yes, <laughs> you can make a perception check. Okay. Oh, good call. And uh, actually, an investigation check will give you even more information if someone wants to try that. It's not showing perception, I guess. Oh, wait, there's two columns. Okay, here we go. I'm just a dummy. Uh, 22. 22? So yeah, you see her kind of through the bends of the road, past the vegetable fields, towards the woods. She's, she's heading back with all haste okay. down, the, down the main road. Got a nine on investigation. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, you're not sure what she's going to do when she gets out of sight. Yeah. We'll pack up our camp and Mm -hmm. act like we're moving into the village to say our goodbyes, and then we'll have building cover. Mm. Yeah, so we should get the... Just talk to Asher and the headsman. Yeah. Okay, so you get... Asher and uh, Harold, the headsman of the village, who's in his mid-30s. Uh, there, you're meeting them inside Harold's house, and he's like, uh, tea, anyone? I would love some. So he starts pouring out tea. Uh, got a little bit of honey here if you need some. Thank you. Uh, so you're leaving? We would like for you to gather anyone in the town who is unable to fight, or really anyone in the town who isn't a, a militia member, even even if they feel like they could potentially fight, and take them to the new temple of Triathion. It's I mean, we have a temple of Pelor right here. And he points to like the small wooden church across the street. We need you and non-combatants out of the town. Like me personally, because I could probably handle it, Spear. If you say so. Yeah, he does not He does not look like he can handle his Spear. <laughs> I think your leadership abilities are what we're going to need, taking the people to the temple and keeping everyone calm while they're there. Okay. We'd also like you to connect with the priestess of Triathion. Her name is Jivik. And Isn't that the god of retribution? Mm-hmm. God of liberty. Oh, okay. She is... <laughs> she's an ex-soldier. Soldier. And um, probably could be actually a good connection for you all, even past this. She'll be... So he talks to you guys a little bit about directions, and it's going to yeah. take them about five hours to walk there. And he says, so do we need to try and take everything with from the warehouse with us? Or? No. 
take take some food, try to head. Uh, the highway runs mostly east west, right? Uh, so you kind of like so, the main road that you would need to go. Uh, there's a road from Avalon that runs west and then north towards Lorne's Castle. Mm-hmm. There is also a back road, but you'd have to go to Lorne's Castle. That's the road he was going to take to the mm-hmm. Temple of Triathion. So they could take the highway and then take the road you guys took, which would be the five-hour route. Don't. <laughs> I don't want them going anywhere near where those bandit, where the bandits are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take well, the they, long way. They, yeah, the long way is because the bandits... While they're directly east, in, or sorry, directly west through the woods, they always approach from the north like they're coming from Lauren's Castle. Right. So you want them to go, go east and south. F- yeah. And mm-hmm. go even try to skirt Aboulant. Like, don't go into the town. They'll have no trouble doing that. Okay. Um, take enough food for a few days. So he starts organizing people and taking, you know, the non-combatants and... Uh, Often he does the same thing you did to him where with families where they've got children, he makes both parents go. He won't let some of the parents Uh, stay even though mm -hmm. they'd be useful in the defense. So every commoner who is here has a spike shield and a spear. And Yithloth, the the blacksmith, stays and she's making them do the like montage drills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At least enough extra clothing to maybe be padded armor. Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she does not think of that. You can go around and tell them that because Mm -hmm. again, she's lizard folk. So her scales. Yeah. She does not think to tell them to wear all your clothes. And Asher wouldn't either because unarmored monk stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's like, you wear nothing or you wear heavy, heavy metal. (laughs) Yeah. No, just heavy jackets, anything just, Enough padding will turn an arrow. Like, just any amount of cover. So some of them end up looking like marshmallows as they wear all their clothes? <laughs> That's, yeah. I don't care Kids if it so makes sense. it harder to sneak. You're, we're not going to be doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd like to, this whole time, have been, like, scribbling down, like, a letter to uh, hand to the, sorry, he was a council member? Who was Harold, that? the headmaster. Harold the headmaster, uh, to hand to Harold the headmaster. Uh, when when you get to the temple, I give this to give this to Jivik. Okay, uh, she'll be she'll be waiting there. All right. Do you need wax for your seal, or uh, you probably don't have an official seal? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I'd like. I, yes, I would, and I'd like to seal with a thumbprint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, this was a mistake. Hot, hot wax. <laughs> Unarmored defense. <laughs> God, I'm so wise. Pain is the mind killer. <laughs> I thought that was fear. No, it's pain. Shut <laughs> up. Trust me, it's pain. <laughs> so the other question is, should I and either both of you or two people that look kind of like you guys head back out towards Avalon for two hours, then hide, and then come back at night? And pincer attack. Honestly, yeah, getting a flank on them, like, if... It's tough. Like, if they can... If we can time it properly, that'd be wonderful. But if they get there first, that's... If we want the pincer, 
We can do that within the wall within the walls of the town. The town has no walls. Well, the the me, the metaphorical walls. <laughs> okay. Um, we can have men stationed in some of the in some of the buildings. Uh, we can have someone. I assume they'll walk right into the center of town. Well, since we have most of the day, do the three of us just want to walk out of town for an hour and then go out into a field and walk a long way around and come back in, try to sneak back into the town so it looks like we left? Um, I think our time might be better spent setting up the defense and if then maybe I take I personally don't have a good mind for that but I have a better mind for if I if I just grab a merc that looks like you-ish and a merc that looks like Grimlock-ish and the three of us head out so you can make a performance check too because uh, I'm not I'm not very intelligent on the methods of war being fairly inexperienced yeah. in them um, so I'll I'll leave you to to help these okay. villagers. I'll just like give you my ratty cloak and like throw that on one of the tall skinny guys. Yeah, we just I the elf who was complaining last night about pigeon <laughs> meeting. Yeah, do, yeah, the half elf. Yeah, <laughs> like wait till he's done his trance. It's like you have to work twenty hours a day versus everybody else. Working. I'm a half elf. I actually sleep. Yeah, <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, not for long. <laughs> I put. Uh, Kirith's cloak on him, and then is there anyone else who's stocky looking? Yeah, you, uh, there'd be a dwarf in there, so okay. have him carry the trunk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll empty out the trunk of all the useful things first. Mm. Oh, he's, we still have those bear traps. Yeah. Perfect. So I will... Yeah, we do. Go try to make it look like we're leaving while these guys home alone the town. Yeah. <laughs> so my plan is digging up, like parts of the road placing a bear trap in and then like laying that thin layer of ground cover like astroturf over it so like hiding the bear traps uh setting up wooden spike wooden stakes not that they're like charging on horseback but it'll force them to like come to um the like kind of central uh road or pathway in the town okay um so yeah. roll me a survival check for your trap building. and yeah uh, now this is what I'm going to use my inspiration for. Okay. Because <laughs> you have never cared so much about anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this, using the nets that we had, like just funneling them and reducing movement so they're stuck in one place. So this is after they get into the town so that you can talk to them. They aren't going to be losing people on the way into town, but home aloneing the town itself, right? Yes. This would be... If they, if they came to the front gate, or sorry, like the entrance to the town, and they're like, oh, we agree to leave, none of these are going to go off. It's if they force their way into town. Correct. Okay. And hell, we'll tell them, like, well, most people fled. Like, you'll have to come right to the warehouse and get the food yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 22. 22. All right. So you have a deadly gauntlet inside the town, and... Again, normally I'd be like, oh, this is a lot of work, but there's a lot of 
there's extra hands. Yeah, you've got mercenaries show, and you've got laborers. And I show these mercenaries, who some of whom might be veterans anyway, like I'll show them the first one and then hand out the bear traps and nets yeah. and like, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> Sarah becomes your aide de camp as you're doing this because she understands what you're doing. She's trained in survival and bear traps make sense, so. Mm -hmm. Just Any, anyone who knows how to use a bow, like, are there any buildings with second with two floors? Uh, the warehouse where the food itself is and the Temple of Pelor has a bell tower. We'll prob uh, can you see, Sarah, I want you up in that bell tower. Yeah, I'll, I'm thinking I'll tie myself, like tie around the top and just be on the roof. Great. Instead of anyone inside. else that knows how to use a bow, I need it or a crossbow. A couple of people in the second floor of the warehouse. Point, that's basically going to be point blank for where we have all this stuff set up. Please tell me you're giving Sarah a zip line down off the bell tower in case <laughs> she has to, to leave. I don't build that. <laughs> she's, she's setting up her own rope up there. She's ready to. <laughs> I'm sure she can climb down the, yeah. the wall. That's awesome. I, I feel like Hunter is one of those peasant classes that is like pre-adventurer. Like yes. Mm -hmm. Changing her from hunter to ranger is... A little experience and a little equipment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Grimlock, any ideas? Uh, I would have just been like in the uh, in the trenches with the other guys, just kind of working along with it. Uh, doing the the training montage, or yes. or like okay, <laughs> exactly. While I'm telling people, while training. I'm while I'm well, like you and uh, Yithlos and yeah. Asher are like training people, and I'm like, no, we are doing we are doing this dirty. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care what Grimlock and Asher told you. This is not going to be honorable combat. <laughs> <laughs> and Yithoth goes, this is a good fear-making move. And she takes the butt of her spear and puts it right between your legs. <laughs> yeah, that, make, that makes the fear. <laughs> that makes fear. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Works better on men, but just yes. use it on everyone. Everybody hate it. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is dishonorable combat at its finest. This is what I learned in the war. <laughs> hey, you know what honor is good for? Dead guys. Yep. We can we can write all about your honor on your tombstone. <laughs> now listen, listen. You get stronger if you eat strong enemies. Yeah. Everyone's cool with that, right? Yithlaw says, and everyone's looking at her like, uh, we're now uncomfortable with you. She's like, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was for the funny making. I, I don't actually eat strong enemies to get their s sweet, sweet strength. I wink at your loss. <laughs> <laughs> Hide me one. <laughs> <laughs> There's an ogre. It's not cannibalism. It's fine. <laughs> None of these are lizard folk. Oh, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> the lizard folk on the other side shows up. She's like, no. <laughs> Don't worry, he's weak. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> On the so as we like get to the edge of the town, I'm like telling the guy with the trunk, like, okay, just constantly talk about your master and Potato's ability to give you dark vision. The other guy's already been whining the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I turned to the uh, half of, okay, little less vocalization, more smoking and grunting. Okay. <sighs> Yeah, now smoke a pipe. I don't have a pipe. God. Here, take this fake candy cigarette and smoke <laughs> that. Oh, this is good. I know, but don't enjoy it too much. Don't smile. You can't smile. Then I can't have this candy cigarette. Okay, fine. Just look upset. Great. <laughs> I'm upset I don't get a candy cigarette. Yeah, there we go. And uh, both 
both of you can be slightly annoyed by my constant singing and yammering and then i think it'll look like us and as you're walking along the dwarf's like i'm not annoyed you're really good oh wait, thank you <laughs> and actually grimlock would say that to me roll so. a performance check for your basically if anyone's watching how well you trick them 20 20 okay and then so you're running drills can you just roll me an attack roll grimlock to kind of get an idea of how much you're helping them out let's see Oof. <laughs> Uh, five? <laughs> five. Okay. So yeah, training is not going great. A big part of it is like, they're so basic and you're not able to get them past the very basic stuff. Sensei said to master yourself before you can teach others. Yeah. <laughs> Sensei also said, you're basic. <laughs> you're basic. <laughs> <laughs> it's foundation hips techniques. And none of you know how to goddamn stand. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is Grimlock's Sensei a basic like fall woman. <laughs> you basic. You basic. <laughs> now bring me another pumpkin spice ale. Uh, and then, yeah, positioning mercenaries at kind of the front, like having, a mer- having one of the trained mercenaries kind of with each yeah. group and making sure that they're in like the gaps between houses, in doorways, things like that like bottlenecking people if yeah. they can. So Olivia sneaks back with the last two mercenaries after darkness. You don't need to roll it. There's no one to watch. So Perfect. But we still stealth, which means it takes us Longer. a long time. We're like ducking in fields where there's like one cow. Just like. <laughs> like I can I can smile while we sneak, right? Says the half elf. Wow. Uh, yeah. Then give me that candy cigarette. <laughs> okay, here you go. And yeah, I know that trunk makes sneaking very hard. I think maybe that's been Grimlock's problem this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> My little fake Grimlock and Kirith are teaching me a lot about them. Yeah. <laughs> Kir- Kirith just needs candy and then everything would be fine. No, we've tried that. We've tried that. <laughs> He's never accepted it. <laughs> we don't know for sure. It's true. Fae kind do like sw- sweetness. I'm not a fae. You told me you have fae blood. I mean, kind of. Oh. He's Faye adjacent. <laughs> He's Faye once removed. <laughs> Faye in law. Hey all, Olivia here. If you're enjoying this story as much as I am, you can hear more from Joey. Check out Amazon for his series, Truth of the Empire. Two books are out now, True Son of the Empire and True Sword of the Empire. Hey, this is Kirith O'Dell from AdLib Heroes, and if you're enjoying this adventure as much as Olivia and Grimlock are, follow our socials on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at AdLib Heroes. You return to uh, Ferrisburg as the sun is setting. It's still going to be a couple of hours before you expect them to be there. So I hoot like an owl. Sarah hoots back from the rooftop. I wave at her. She waves a little bit. and I just like point as in like, can we get in this way? Okay. I don't want to get a bear trapped. <laughs> Try so, and find these guys and just give mm-hmm. them these two mercenaries back to go give them a position. Okay. I'm basically waiting at like where the tr- right before where the traps would be and just like smoking and eating. <laughs> yeah. I assume most of the the people are like 
eating cold meals so there aren't a bunch of fires mm. going and you're we making have, the town look abandoned. Yeah, we have, we have, I, I'll tell everyone, like we have a few hours, like just get, get some rest, sit down, eat your food. <sighs> we don't need to be <laughs> in position quite yeah. yet. We'll have lots of warning when they approach, so. Yithloth goes, I'm not feeling up on vegetables. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> We're not the bad guys. If there's worse guys, I mean, that might be the, one of the bad guys. I don't know. I I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're, you're a bad, bad guy. guy. <laughs> Thanks, Satan. <laughs> at about ten o'clock at night, from the. Uh, from the top of the church, Sarah hoots to indicate that there are people approaching, and then in the distance you start to see torches heading down the road. Everyone who can hide should. Does that include me, or should I be part of team talk to them? If that's up to you. Do you want to try to lead them back to the warehouse, or do you want to... Have a surprise attack. Do you want to be part of the ambush? I'm probably best used to lie to them. Once the attack starts, you will be the focus. You're going to be the first person they see. Mm-hmm. If only you had a spell that could make it so they couldn't see you. I mean, after, but I would... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, if we trigger, if you call the sign for the ambush and then cast... Invisibility. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I I'll just ha- have my uh, pan flutes in my hand. I'll, also, that makes me not look like a combatant, right? Where I assume you're still wearing your armor and have your rapier on your hip. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like a a bard still looks like a warrior unless you're yeah. leaving behind the things that you'll want if things go bad. Yeah, that's well, fair. While you're in town, you could get like a baguette to hide your rapier in. <laughs> this is my belt baguette. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm thinking of the Cheech and Chong movie, The Corsian Brothers, where they are peasants, but they can't get swords, so they use day-old baguettes, which are as powerful as swords. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll stand at the front gates. I could disguise myself to look like someone else so it doesn't look like Olivia Forte. I, I don't know who knows me in the group that's coming but probably en- enough of them okay there's a risk there i'll um i i'll go off um into like an area where all the other peasants can't see me i will play a song and again the green smoke circles around me and when i come back i look like uh harold the headmaster okay and so now your weapons and armor are hidden by the illusion. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What was his demeanor? He was pretty kind, amiable. I'll, I'll act like we just want to surrender all the food. Okay. So there is a group of about 10 bandits, and your forces are 12 mercenaries and probably about, about uh, 15 commoners, as well as Asher and the three of you and... I'm not counting Sarah because she counts as, or Yithloths, because they both count as unique. They're more competent than the average mm-hmm. commoner. 
do I give them a chance to just go? Give them a chance to surrender. They okay. are they are not leaving. Okay. So there is a dwarf at the front of the group, and it is a it is a mercenary mishmash of people. When you look at the official Tusin army, they tend to be about half human all the time. Mm-hmm. This does not look like that. There's uh, a dwarf, a halfling, a drow, and a half drow, a fat human male, uh, and those are the kind of named ones. There's other random bandits behind them that are a mix of different, but it's hard to see in the dark. And there is a an ogre with them, about 12 feet tall, wearing a ragged loincloth, big corpulent belly, scabby skin, and he's got a big hamper on his back that reminds you a little bit of Grimlock's trunk. Mm-hmm. And he's got a huge club over his shoulder that is the trunk of a tree. Okay. Ah. Uh. The, the dwarf steps forward and says, uh, we're here to collect the food tax again, pal. I would suggest strongly that you don't enter here if you ever wish to leave. Oh, somebody got a backbone for once, eh? You have done to my town enough damage. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, I hope you're willing to risk your life on it. Hey, we're just we're just looking to fill up any he's like zigzag, basket down. We're just looking to fill up this hamper and then we'll go on our way and nobody needs to get hurt, pal. It hurts us every time you steal from us. We need this food for ourselves. Well, you wouldn't if you were dead, so we can go that route if you need. We'll see who dies after this. So are you just standing there then or? Yeah, my plan is to, if they start advancing, to back mm-hmm. to, to try to bait them back, but I'm also not going to immediately run right so the uh the drow raises his crossbow and you can roll me a quick perception check 18 he's aiming at your feet so he's firing an arrow to scare you not to okay um i i will play along a little bit with this ruse. So okay. even though I know it's coming from my feet, I will act kind of scared and use that as a way to run myself a little deeper into the traps. Okay, so roll me a quick performance check. Um, 14. 14. Okay, so yeah, they they are... Laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're laughing as you go running back <laughs> into the traps and they're like, come on, Harold, you don't want to do this, says the dwarf. I will not let you abuse my villagers. Well then, you're just going to have to hand over the food. You will have to come and take it. So let's draw for initiative. I feel like I'm playing Harold a little braver than he probably is, but that's okay. (laughs) So there are a number of the bandits that I have removed based on your earlier roles, just assuming that. They will get caught up in traps, taken down by villagers, falling for your ruses. Okay. Uh, so there is a number of these guys that you guys need to take out for the fight to be over. Okay. Uh, now, another thing is for the three more competent combatants, Asher, 
Sarah and uh, and Yithloth's. Uh, I don't know if we want to complicate our combat by having them actually do all their roles or if we just want to say that they are helping out in the fight. And, yeah, and I help. think like cinematically involving them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But okay, totally. I'm just going to make notes for when they go. Whenever the heck they want. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah is on top of things. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the dwarven leader of the bandits makes a quick motion and the uh, bandits start to charge forward. Uh, Sarah shoots one of them in the leg. Uh, and then Grimlock, what do you want to do as they're charging into town, heading towards the traps? Um, probably be standing like very, like amidst the um, the scattered traps, like okay, like in between them kind of thing, and just lobbing the uh, the Gordos at up. Okay, who are you throwing it at? Uh, honestly, I'm going to split between between the bandits uh, approaching, so just the the three closest ones. Okay. So, first one is a 12. That hits, so you hit the drow archer. For seven damage. Okay. Wait, uh... Max damage. Yeah, Max. Yeah. Uh... This is with your darts? Yeah. This is rocks. Yeah, yeah the uh sorry, the gordos are the uh imagine like a cannonball that's all like all bumpy. Yeah. yeah. No, I just mean um I thought the the next attacks could only be unarmed. Uh he had you're level 5 so you have extra attack. Oh, okay. Oh, um, we're level 5. Aren't you guys level five? No, you're level No, four. we're level, level four. four. Sorry. Uh, can I not flurry with uh you with can, darts? You can flurry you can activate flurry with monk weapons. But the the flurry attacks have to be unarmed. Oh, I see. Then that's why you always hit with your quarterstaff and then punched or kicked. Oh, okay, gotcha. In that case, uh, I will. Yep, throw that, and then um, that will be my turn. Okay, because you can, for example, if you wanted, use patient defense mm. since you just revealed yourself. Mm-hmm. Because the only people that they are aware of are Sarah on top of the bell tower, Harold who's running away, and one dwarf that's fighting them. And actually, yeah, then I will do patient defense and also berate them at the same time. So uh, I will cluck, cluck the drow with the, with the gordo and just... There's a whole lot more where that came from. Get over here. <laughs> and the ogre scry... The ogre zigzag cries out, stupid dwarf, <laughs> and charges with his great club. Get over here, big boy. Um, so you have patient defense up, so he attacks with disadvantage. Mm-hmm. He has a 19. Oh. 19 hits. Okay. He does uh, 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Good. And then next is Olivia. I'm surprised. Disguise self is not a concentration spell. Nope, no, it's not. It's yeah. nice and easy like that. 
I will run 30 feet okay. away. Mm, what's the range on this, actually? Kind of back through the traps. Um, I, oh, I can split. I could run like 10 feet, do something, and then run another 20. Yes, you can okay. split up your movement. Um, I will... It's going to be kind of weird because Harold's going to be playing pan flutes, but whatever. Uh, I'll pull out my pan flutes and I will start playing a discordant song focused on uh, up to three creatures that I can see. Within range must make a Christmas saving throw. So the ogre, the dwarf leader, and the drow. Okay. I'm going to cast Bane on them. It's a, uh, a charisma 14 saving the drow makes it, the captain does not, the ogre does not. So the captain and the or- ogre take a negative d4 on uh, attack rolls and saving throws. So the best two to hit with it. Mm-hmm. I nice. also figured they would not have good charisma. So uh, when I start playing this, basically I'm I'm intently watching both of them. And when they go to do anything, I try to play something really loud and mm-hmm. off-putting to try to... Mess them off. Mess them up. And then, yeah, I finish my move going back. And, oh, heckin' why not? I will use my bonus action to opposingly try to play things that support Grimlock. So I will give Grimlock Bardic inspiration. All right. It's very difficult to do. (laughs) That would be a weird song. Okay. So, uh, the... Drow Archer tries to shoot Grimlock, who taunted him. <laughs> uh, he has a oh, 20. Uh, he also has disadvantage. Oh, you're right. Sorry. He has a 7. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, 7 does not hit. Uh, the half drow amongst them tries to shoot at Harold and has a uh, 10 to hit. Nope. Uh, and the Again, Grimlock, you right now are the scary one. Mm. So the uh, the fat human also tries to shoot you, and he critically fails, meaning his crossbow string breaks and his crossbow is no longer useful. A couple more shots and you guys might hit the side of the barn. <laughs> <laughs> are you using vicious mockery? How did you learn that? <laughs> Grimlock's real good at spells. <laughs> The entire time I was doing jutsus yeah, he's with those guys. giving them disadvantage on attacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kirith, it is your turn. Uh, so from back at the warehouse, um, yeah. how far away is the, how far ahead of the rest of them is the ogre then? Uh, the ogre is 40 feet ahead of the rest of them. Perfect. Uh, and hmm. he is right near traps. So, for example, if you were to move him five feet in either direction, mm. you'd hit him into a trap right now. <laughs> Actually, I'll let the ogre stay. Okay. Uh, and I will... The rest of them are all still kind of gathered together? Yes. Okay. So, uh, this spell range is 150 feet, so can I do this from, like, the warehouse, basically? Yep. Okay. Uh, I begin casting spike growth, so I reach into my component pouch and pull out just seven broken, like, small twigs, like, basically some kindling, start chanting um, the, like, rattle of the teeth and bones of my uh, totem start going off. The, like, brown magical energy hits them as I throw them through the air, and they sail magically to the center of the bandits um, where they become 
like th- uh, thorny growths, spiky, yeah, like spiky vines. Um, so in a 20-foot radius centered on the middle of them, so 40 feet in, uh, in diameter, yeah. um, it is difficult terrain. Um, they saw me cast, so they know it's there, but the area becomes difficult to ter- difficult to terrain for the duration. When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every five feet it travels. Uh, yeah, with no save for the damage. Okay. The, uh, the save is only to see it if they didn't witness the casting. Okay. So they know it's there. The peasants who are with you in the warehouse, the couple of guys with bows, they take several steps back from you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a witch. <laughs> I'm on your side. It's fine. I'm your witch. Yeah. I'm only going to eat, like, cats and stuff. So, people are not familiar with spells. So when the dwarf's turn comes, he starts trying to walk forward through the spike Kip. growth, even though he knows it's there. He doesn't realize he's about to take this much It's going to start ripping him apart. Yeah, so can you roll me the 2d4 for the five feet he moves? Yep. Because it looks like vines. <laughs> They're actually, like, daggers, I guess. <laughs> Uh, minimum damage, two piercing. Uh, so he would then keep going another five feet because it's not enough to freak him out yet. Uh, almost maximum damage, seven piercing. So <laughs> then he yells, shit, shit, stop, stop. Nobody move this. God damn it. And then he uh, takes a his light crossbow and raises it and tries to fire at Grimlock. He has... Disadvantage from Bane as well as you have patient defense up. (laughs) (laughs) Or he has disadvantage from patient defense on the negative D4 from Bane. So, but that is still a pretty good roll on his Mm. part. So that is 14 plus 5, 19 to hit you with his crossbow. 19 to hit. Um, uh, Does not hit. Okay. So yeah, it comes flying by and you just kind of shift to the side. (laughs) How much did it miss by? Like one? Uh, Two. Yeah. 19. Okay. You have 21 AC. What? Sorry, when, what was the roll? 19 to hit you. Oh, oh, I thought you said 14. Sorry, okay. 19 does hit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> holy crap. Uh, doing 10 damage. Okay. Let's just see the... Both Kirith and I were like, wait, what? He is actually like a crouching tiger hitting me. <laughs> right. So, reaction to deflect missiles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that is reduced by 14. Okay, so that means it is zero, and you have the option to throw it back, I believe, if you reduce it. You can it immediately zero. attack with it. So you could yeah. even, like, stab oh. the ogre with it in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do that, actually. So, yeah, the arrow comes flying at you, and you're like, that's good. Oh, that's not going to miss. <laughs> Grab it out of the air, spin around, and jab it into the ogre. <laughs> Try and get him, like, right in the need. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Do not try this at home. Do not <laughs> try to catch any sort of missiles at home. <laughs> Unless it's nerf. Okay, so roll your attack, Grimlock. Oh, uh, I'm going to do inspiration for that because it was too cool. <laughs> Ugh. 
Okay. Uh, oh, but he's an ogre. Maybe. maybe. So it's... So th 13. 13 hits. Cool. <laughs> Four or five damage. All right. Excellent. From behind the bandits from out of a ditch... Yithloth rises up and throws a spear into the back of one of them and <laughs> sinks back down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Asher, now because of the spike growth, it's really hard to figure out how they would get to the others. So I mm -hmm. think Asher's only move here is to jump in and help you with the ogre. <laughs> so let me pull up. Mm -hmm. so I probably should have waited until they were in the midst of the traps, but... Meh. Asher has an 18 to hit the ogre, which is going to hit. This way, if any of them do run out, they then just fall into more stuff. What does Asher <laughs> use? Uh, he just comes up and palm strikes the ogre in the side of the thigh. Oh, okay. And yep. tries to push him into one of the bear traps, but the ogre gets a strength save. He has a minus D4 on Kay. his strength save. So Asher hits him for five points of damage, tries to push him back into the bear trap. The ogre is uh, trying to hold it off, and then you play a little discordant melody at him, and the ogre stumbles. Roll me uh, 3d4 for the bear trap, Kirith. Oh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> Palms him in the knee, and he like stumbles, and then both Grimlock and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Asher shove him back. Like catching himself on his back foot in a bear trap for nine damage. Okay. Nice. And Asher gets to punch twice more because <laughs> he is a higher level than you guys. So both of those hits. So as the ogre is like screaming in the bear trap, Asher just keeps pummeling, uh, trying to give him a Charlie horse. <laughs> <laughs> Doing 15 total damage. Oh yeah, Whoa. Asher's older than you right like yeah. he was in school mm. before you yeah nice i'm using the uh the martial arts adept stat block for him so mm. mm -hmm. very cool okay so yeah you and asher are up against the ogre and that's awesome mm -hmm. uh and then we are back to the top so Dwarves. Sarah sends another arrow into one of the other bandits. Dwarves tag-teaming a giant is so classic D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, Except usually they aren't just wearing, like, work clothes. Yeah, and no, punching. No. <laughs> just punching him. No. Uh, and then it is your turn, Grimlock. No, but there's definitely, like, something about exactly what we're doing. It's like, this just yeah. feels so right. I was born to do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is my natural state. <laughs> and... Uh, Honestly, yeah, I'm going to flurry alongside with him. Uh, okay. Actually, no, I'm going to flurry in the other direction and try to get him into the other one. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> kind of step around him and shove him into another trap. Yeah. <laughs> get the, uh, start working on Charlie, Charlie horsing the other leg. Zigzag no walk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Staff hit. Misses, I would go for a... Uh, Remember, you have Bardic Inspiration, it, depending on how much you miss by. Ooh, okay. So it you was. can add D6. Yes, I would like to do that. Because you haven't told me the numbers, so I don't know. That's very true. His um, AC is surprisingly low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, so nine plus, you said it was D6? Yep, from my inspiring tooting. So 11. That is enough. Amazing. <laughs> so I, I jab him just just hard enough in the liver to, yeah. to actually get something going. And four. Uh, oh, wait, it was a, it was a, okay. I rolled a d6 and rolled a 6, but realized that I it should, should have be. been using a d8, and I rolled a 4. <laughs> Unfortunate. Um, for 7 damage. Okay. And then uh, give him... Then I'll start working on the Charlie horse. So 10 and 12. Uh, those both hit. Excellent. Okay, so... For the so for twelve damage total, just working on the uh, working on the Charlie horse, and then I need a uh, a strength saving throw minus the D four. Yeah, so he hits the trap. <laughs> Another three D four. Yeah, on the other <laughs> foot. Yeah, <laughs> he's wearing bear trap slippers. <laughs> uh, for seven okay. piercing, and then the. Uh, the second one will be a dexterity saving throw to not be knocked over. Okay. And he gets the negative d4. Well, here's the thing. I'm mm. not going to make him roll it mm. because he has dropped to zero hit points. So you still <laughs> make that strike and hit him under the chin as he like bends down yowling. <laughs> catch him right in the face and he his eyes roll back in his head and he topples over backwards. <laughs> nice. You guys see me trip that guy? <laughs> Uh, Olivia, it is your turn. I am going to keep... So I have Bane on the leader of their group, yeah. and they are stuck currently. Yeah. I am about 70 feet from them, correct? Because yeah. I was 30 feet from the ogre. Yeah. Um, I will just try to take cover by one of the houses, but I'm not hiding because I'm playing mm-hmm. music. Um, and yeah... I will take, um, what does the dodge action? Uh, it, so it is similar to his patient defense. The re, he can spend a key point and do it as a bonus action, and everyone gets disadvantage. You can spend your full action to dodge, and then everyone has disadvantage to hit you. So I will keep concentrating on Bane, take my action as a dodge action. I'm not going to use any bardic inspiration right now and use my movement to take cover. So mm-hmm. I'm real hard to hit right now. Yeah. If you're ever unsure what to do, dodge action is a safe choice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. I'm assuming that means I'm basically behind the side of a building, just continually peeking out. Yeah. And so someone so you can have, try to hit me. You have full cover. So your AC is five higher and they have disadvantage to hit you. Perfect. Uh, the... Drow tries to shoot at Asher because it does not make sense to shoot the guy who <laughs> knocked the ogre out, <laughs> throws the arrows back. <laughs> Except uh, Asher, looking at his stat block, I'm pretty sure he also gets <laughs> <laughs> deflect arrows. Uh, deflect missile in response. Yep. So it would do 10 damage to him. Asher has a 13. So yeah, he sends it flying back. And drops the drow. <laughs> like throws an arrow back. Back, yeah. Oh, that's Because cool. when you deflect the missile, you get it as a monk weapon with range. That's awesome. So you can throw them back. 
Yep. Monks are so cool. <laughs> <laughs> He had a lot of practice throwing sandals, disciplining the uh, the the younger. <laughs> uh, I don't think that these bandits have much fight left in them. Okay. The only problem is they've got to get twenty feet through mm-hmm. spike growth. So for I was I was gonna walk out and ask them if they want to hear the conditions of surrender <laughs> as I cast as I hold my action for ice knife and like okay. spit in my hand and grow it. So yeah, as as you say that the the half uh the dra- half drow says, "Yeah, yeah, we're we're listening. Throw down all your weapons." They very quickly as far do. as you can. Yeah. They just huck them out of the spike growth. They so yeah, some of them dropped them at their feet and so they're like kicking them forward and yeah, they're dropping crossbows, scimitars, daggers. How much do you know about who you're working for? Uh, s- yeah, uh, so we're working for Urdu, and he points to the downed dwarf. How much do you know about his boss? Um, his, his boss? Uh, yeah, his boss is Ludok Iron Barrel, who managed to tame a, a group of ogres, and we were going to take over Lorne's castle. Insight? Like, that's... You can roll insight, yeah. 22? This man is terrified of you and what you can do. He thinks that you could tell if he told you a lie, so he's not. Okay. He's telling... He's He will tell you anything to live. You're, uh... Your, your base out at the, the Dwarven Fortress? Yeah. That's uh, that's where we were headquartered. There weren't many of us at first, but then, uh, then Iron Barrel started recruiting more people, and and yeah, we we got in touch with a bunch of people from uh, Mister Gurgeon. I will walk where no villagers can see me. Drop my disguise and come out as Olivia. Yeah. What does Mister Gurgen look like? Uh, like. Sharp nose, very stony features, dark Is he clo- describing a meal? He is describing a, ne- a meal. Mm. Where are they now? Are they back at the fortress still? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Gerger watches the fortress while the rest of us are, uh, are circling Castle Lorne. And from this point, just does Olivia know where the castle is? Yeah, it's about... Uh, about six miles up the road to the north. Okay. I have a new idea. I'm looking at some of them. You said it was like a mishmash, like dwarves and drow and... Yeah. How many of you are veterans? About, yeah, three quarters of them raised their hands. And you're stuck doing this? Mm Mm-hmm. Y'all want to stick it to the nobles? I mean, that's what we're trying to do by taking away their castle. I say we get them in on this. Let them know who Mr. Gurgeon really is. And then we can take out whoever's left in that fort. We can take, we can, these guys, yeah, these guys, you're scumbags. But I understand the situation you're in. I've done Almost as bad. 
the crown, the comptess, would come down on a group of veterans. A group of veterans acting as bandits. They were going to take the scapegoat anyway. Mm-hmm. This way we can at least bite back a little bit. The mercenaries will stay here. They'll, they're tied to protecting the village. This has nothing to do with the town anymore. I'll definitely take them out of the spotlight and give these guys if they're... The Crucible, the two dwarves stayed, and they, the two dwarves from the Crucible defeated the ogre working with the bandits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Comtess won't admit that she had men inside that fortress working with the bandits. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we want to do go the whole retribution route. Mm-hmm. And if they do or, or we leave it. We won. And if they do, do take the keep and they come for them, at least they have a defendable position. What do you think? I'm still concentrating on the spike rope and just <laughs> ignoring those guys. Just it's, it's risky. But something, something bigger is going on. It, it's, I don't know that it's coincidence that the Comptess wanted to send us to Relu, where Immerse has told us something bad is going on. First, Lorne was working with orcs. Now, the Comptess is working with ogres. Well, her spy master is working with a bandit group that had ogres. Not exactly the same, but close. So the plan is arm up these these extra survivors, go back and attack the keep, or give them Lorne's castle. I just mean for now we we take that dwarven fortress. Mm. We and who knows, maybe some of the Comtess's men, maybe some of like they yeah. might like Grimlock suggested last time, they might be out for their own skin too, and maybe we can even convince one of them to testify against. Yeah. Okay. Then we leave Asher, Sarah, uh, all of the mercs here. Just need to make sure that oh, any mercs that want to stay here. Well, of our of our twelve yeah. that we paid. Well, yeah, and if if some of them, we'll let them volunteer. Kay. We'll let them them decide at this point because yeah, they were paid to defend the village, but if they want to come, I'm not going to turn them away. I mean, if some of them want to stick it to the nobility, too. All right, I turn around, and who was I talking to? The the, the half-drow. Okay. Okay. I drop the, the spike growth. He lets out a visible sigh of relief. <laughs> you don't know much about... Okay, so Mr. Gergen has been manipulating you. I mean, we're all bad people. Significantly worse. Hmm. So, you have no stake in this as much as he doesn't, or as much as we don't. Um, We know for fact that he is working for the neighboring Comptus. Oh, really? He's going to have you all round this up. The Comptus's men are on their way now to kill all the bandits here, come in as the heroes, and then she gets these lands. Son of a bitch. Right? That sucks. 
You want to make him pay? Yeah. All right. You you want me to set up a, a meeting with Iron Barrel for you? That's way better than my idea. It was just let's all go right now, but <laughs> go <laughs> go heck them up. But if we can get more of your men on side, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you want to? You know, I'll run back and have Iron Barrel come meet you halfway between here and the comp and the uh, the Chateau Lorne. Um, he's still like scared. Yeah. 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 Let's Great. do this. Corrupting our youth. Kirit's <laughs> awful plans. <laughs> <laughs> that right. was a highly effective defense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys had some really good roles. So instead mm-hmm. of having to take out five bandits, you only needed to take out three of the bandits. But even then, and again, you the way your tactics were better than I expected. Yep. And I will change my plans based on what you guys do. <laughs> Scary witch powers. <laughs> Master always said, never, never underestimate a couple of thick boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yeah, but he always said that at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate your, or uh, Olivia's just cocky, like mocking them. And like, mm. mm-hmm. I'm so angry and brave. And then, yeah, you guys taking down the ogre and then just uh, I, my favorite thing, though, was like, yeah, I'm camped out with some of the peasants. We're going to we're going to take these guys. out. Oh, God, that guy's a witch. Like, <laughs> yeah. Get away. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this episode up here. And next time we will do your meeting with Iron Barrel, the head of the bandits.